0: Bismillah ar rahman al-Rahim. May you have YouTubers. Uh, live on both YouTube and Instagram. What about Twitter? Do we still go on Twitter? Even we should go on Twitter, right? Uh, YouTubers. kif ahwalukum? Well, isn't the, the, the I guess the content creator is the YouTuber, right? But anyway, um, mashallah, we had really good feedback from yesterday's uh, yesterday's stream. Talking about the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Humility and, and also the day before that Right The day before that when we talked about Ibn Hajar on the mawlid Right Like even uh, people reached out to me They're like they don't do the mawlid But they're like okay listen we can't even say anything anymore Because if if not, We say that like that's not our opinion We're not doing that but we can't say that this is Misguidance this is whatever Right so Um Today we have an important uh, uh, topic, which is always affairs of the Ummah. This is what we do uh, on Wednesdays, and then we do the du'a. Dua of Yom Al-Arabi'ah, Bain Al-Duhri Wal-Asr. People on Instagram, MashaAllah. So, let's, let's start with our opening segment. Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, al-salam wa ala Rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. All right. oh, we're going to start with the little things first, the little tiny segments, and then maybe, maybe we get into a little bit of the news about Adnan Sayit. okay? Okay, first piece of news that we have today, Turkish Muslim footballer, Arkun Koku, Kachu, maybe, I don't know, to be honest with you, um... I don't want to mess up the Turkish names, but I know that they have the chest somewhere there. Turkish Muslim football player, Arkun Koçu, who plays for the Dutch club, Feyenoord, he's refused to wear a captain's armband with the LGBT rainbow colors. Yeah, because what does it have to do with soccer? Right? It's not an identity thing. You have chosen to put, I hate to be vulgar, but this is the only way to put it, you put your penis into other men's anuses. What does it have to do with me? No one's stopping you, first of all. What does it have to do with me? I can love it. I can hate it. I have, the, I have the choice to love that or to hate that. Nobody's stopping you. Why do I have to support you? But I'm telling you, when you put it in a situation of, if you just explicitly, like, just, that's what it is, right? That's a summary of that whole issue. That's what you choose to do with your body part. What does it do with me? It's almost like supporting abortion or not supporting abortion, right? Uh, okay, that's your body. You want to do, do what you're doing. Doing what you think. I have beliefs about that. There's no doubt about that. I can't stop you. I can't control you. I do have opinions and beliefs. But why would anyone have to support what you chose to do? Plus, you're, you're legally doing it. Is it months, months or something? No, that's June. already? Yeah, like even football like all the football players have like uh like rainbow hats and rainbows Oh, and no people. no, that's not pride. That's cancer. That's cancer. If it's stripes like that, yeah. that's cancer awareness oh, month. Okay. Yeah. So if it's like uneven stripes yeah. that are colored like that, that's cancer. But this thing is um so there's no article on it. It's just that he just made the refusal. So I mean, let's let's look up if there's anything on Arkun Kochu I'm going to, I'm going to guess that it's with a, with a ch. Okay. Let's see. He's made the news. So this is apparently like, oh, they have their own version of the news now. Pink news. Yeah. Okay. So he refused. He's the captain. So he's really good. Obviously he's the captain. So ahead of the against AZ a game coach U revealed that he would not be wearing this armband saying uh, this is against my religion I've decided not to wear the rainbow captain armbands uh, of this round I don't think I do think it is important to emphasize that I have respect for everyone regardless of religion background preference and what you choose to do with your body parts right hello you, you want to announce that to the world you announce that to the world Uh It's none of my business, nor should I even get involved with you. I do have opinions and beliefs, but we're not even going to get involved. He says here, everyone is free to do what they want or feel, which that applies to him too. He's free to wear it or not wear it. I understand very well the importance of this action, but because of my religious beliefs, I do not feel the right, I am not the right person to support this, right? I mean, obviously his um, manager it helped craft that last portion because it's, it's it's very crafty to say that, right? where you put the blame on yourself I'm not the right guy to support this. That's a very crafty that's 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 marketing and that's um, an agent must have come up with that where you put the blame I'm not the right one to support this. That's why I don't feel comfortable uh, there's another one. I'm telling you there's an agent behind this I guarantee you there's there's a copywriter, an agent, someone who's really good I don't feel comfortable. Once someone says, I don't feel comfortable, it's really hard to, Now Now it puts you as the, pre- the guy who's putting pressure on him. It flips it, right? Because what we say is that this is not something you're... This is an action. And we support, we are supportive or we are against actions. And people have the choo- right to choose their actions. This is not like your color of your skin, where you're born this way. Your ethnicity, where it's an immutable. That's a difference. There are actions... And there are immutables. If something is an action, okay, why would I need to support your action? Right? But if it's immutable, then we agree. We're going to agree. There's none, no uh, one skin better than another. There's no immutable better than another. Okay? That's where we would put the line on discrimination. That's why I don't feel comfortable. He says, that's absolutely not my intention. I can imagine some people are disappointed. It's not my intention, although I realize that I may not be able to take away that feeling with these words immediately. But I I think they should have left that part out. But I hope that my choice for religious reasons will also be respected. Okay. Kachu scored and assisted as his side ran out 3-1 victors for their visit to Al-Kumar. Um, with Gernot Trotter assuming the captaincy for that day. The rights of the LGBTQ people have been a major talking point ahead of the Qatar World Cup this year. England captain Harry Kane will be donning a one-love rainbow armband. So they've taken over FIFA and they've gotten these guys' heads that they have to keep wearing these armbands. The campaign is part of a European push for improved human rights where homosexuality is banned. So this this is a form of a type of like moral colonialism. FIFA could order Kane and others to not wear the armband, right? With the final decision on the legality of wearing it yet to be announced. I never felt it was a good idea for Qatar to to do this, but regardless of the outcome, the English FA and Kane have insisted they will wear the band anyway. On the announcement of the campaign, Kane said, I'm honored to join my fellow national team captains in supporting the One Love campaign. As captains, we may all be competing against each other on the pitch, but we stand together against all forms of discrimination. So, again, our point here is that inaction is not part of discrimination. Right? This is something that he chooses to do with his body. What do I have to do with it? Why do I need to support it? Why does anyone need to support my being a Muslim? I don't expect any, I have zero expectations of anyone supporting Muslims who's not a Muslim. I expect you not to support it. It makes no sense for you to support a faith and a religion that you don't believe in. This is even more relevant at a time where division is common. So again, it's the issue of having looped in, successfully done this loop in of ideology or in action as an ideology, or uh, sorry, as an identity. Whereas, in fact, it's an action. Is there an, uh, is there an identity for womanizers? Why don't some guys out there say, listen, I can't be loyal to one woman. i got to be having a different woman every day. It's my identity. I am born this way. Would it be acceptable? Um, there's a lot of actions that you look at where it hasn't been transmitted as an identity or translated as an identity. And that's the big difference here. That you took an action and you made an identity. All right. So let's see. He's good enough. Apparently, he's not. Uh, okay. Apparently, he's he's good enough. So he didn't get kicked off the team, or he didn't even get fined. Just he's not wearing it. That's it. Next piece of of news. We go to the land down under. I wonder if they don't. They don't like that uh, phrase, but the Australians, you're in the news. Australia, the government, reverses its decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Remember today, folks, we are on the affairs of the Ummah, and we just look around at any of the affairs of the Ummah, because this is one of the things the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he wants of us. He wants of us to be aware of the Ummah, and to be... uh, uh, whoever doesn't care about the affairs of the Muslims, you're not one of us, meaning something's wrong. You're Something's missing here. Australia has reversed this decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Former foreign minister Penny Wong said the 2018 move by the previous government has undermined peace and put Australia out of step with the majority of the international community. This is not good news for Israel. In 2018, Australia's then Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced his government would follow the Trump administration's decision to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Mr. Morrison's government lost power in an election in May this year. Hey, Hanna, get me a tissue, will you? Mr. Morrison's government lost power in an election. Penny Wong said, Today, the government has reaffirmed Australia's previous and long-standing position, that Jerusalem is a final status issue that should be resolved as part of any peace negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian people. This reverses the Morrison government's recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Australia. Australia's embassy has always been and remains Tel Aviv. Australia is committed to a two-state solution in which Israel and a future Palestinian state coexist in peace and security and also in imagination. (laughs) Within internationally recognized borders, we will not support an approach that undermines this project. The Albanese government recommits Australia to international efforts in the responsible pursuit of progress towards a just and enduring two-state solution. Australia will always be a steadfast friend of Israel. We were among the first countries to formally recognize Israel under the Labour Prime Minister Ben Shifley. This government will not waver in its support of Israel and the Jewish community on Australia. We're equally unwavering supporters of the Palestinian people, providing humanitarian support every year since 1951 and advocating a resumed peace negotiation. Now, to a degree, it's very hard to uh, mentally you know, sort of square it away to support an oppressor and the oppressed. The only way to truly support the oppressor is to make him stop. That's what the Prophet wasallam said. All right. <inaudible> Give victory to your, your, your brother as an oppressor or the oppressed, whether he's oppressor or oppressed. Well, they said, "Well, Messenger of Allah, we know about the oppressed. How do we do that for the for the oppressor? How do you support an oppressor?" And to stop him from doing oppression. That's how you stop the oppressor to stop him from oppression. So your support for Israel would to make them stop what they're doing in Gaza and tell them either give these people a state or assume them as citizens of israel where they can get rights okay. i regret that mr morrison's decision to play politics ooh, resulted in australia's shifting position and the distress these shifts have caused to many people in the australian community who care deeply about this issue israel's government called the u-turn short-sighted and deeply disappointing and summoned the australian ambassador in light of the way in which this decision was made in Australia, as a hasty response to an incorrect report in the media, we can only hope that the Australian government manages other matters more seriously and professionally," uh, Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid said in a statement. Hey, right, something like that. Jerusalem is the eternal and united capital of Israel, and nothing will ever change that. But Palis- uh, Palestinian Prime Minister. Muhammad Shataya, Shataya welcomed the wise and bold decision which he expressed in which he expressed Australia's respect and alignment with the values of truth, justice, freedom, and legitimacy, rights of Palestinian people sanctioned by international legitimacy. Now the funny thing is here, it seems that to a degree It seems that to a degree, there is a little bit of a, uh, you know, people are sort of speaking it against Israel and a little bit of, and an, an American Jews. Listen to this. Donald Trump. No president has done more for Israel than I have. Somewhat surprisingly, however, our wonderful evangelicals are far more appreciative of this than the people of the Jewish faith, especially those in the, living in the United States. Those living in Israel, though, are a different story. I have the highest approval rating in the world. Could, I could easily be the Israeli prime minister. Comedy. U.S. Jews, listen to this. What other president has ever said this? U.S. Jews have got to get their act together. I've never heard a president say that uh, for, for, to the American Jews. He must ha- have such strong support from the Jews on the right, okay, that he's probably talking to the Jews on the left, I guess. Jews have to get their act together and appreciate what they have in Israel before it's too late. (laughs) Just a bit surprised that he says a statement like that. Sort of comical to watch and to state. All right, next story, right? How's it going? Oh. Yeah, he's always talking about al That's news story number two. We said news story number one was that, that brother, uh, Gochu, okay, what was his name? Gochu, has refused to wear the band. Story number two, Australia not recognizing Jerusalem. Story number three, also somewhat involving the area and the region. Formal apology sought for UK crimes in the Palestine Mandate. There's a Palestine Mandate. Of course, being that the, basically giving away the Palestinian land to Israel. A formal apology is being sought from the government for atrocities committed in Palestine while it was under British rule. Okay, so it's not about them giving it over to Israel, but about atrocities that occurred. Affairs of the Ummah, story number three. The petition asked for a formal acknowledgement and apology for abuses during the period of the British rule in Palestine from 1917 until 1948, after which Britain withdrew and the state of Israel was declared. Question for you, are there really, is there value in these things? You know, you're going to have people who weren't even alive issuing apologies, right? I guess, I, I guess, as the state. Right, symbolically, okay, apologizing, and is this the world that we live in now? Just everyone's apologizing to everybody, right? It's like just if 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 that type of if that type of apology culture it survives, you also create another problem where I eventually I just do whatever I want, apologize later. Like, what is the cost of the apology? What's the cost of the apology? It's not think the cost of the apology is like like what is it costing so I'll do whatever I want now and five years later I'll issue an apology like people could possibly you know calculate that organizations governments individuals etc they could possibly go that route of just you know calculating that we can apologize later right so the issue here is they want an apology I guess from the um they want an apology from the Government of Britain? al Masri, no relation. He's 88 years old, a Palestinian business owner and a former politician who was shot and wounded by British troops as a boy in 1944. Britain's role affected me a lot because I saw how people were harassed. We had no protection whatsoever and nobody to defend us, he said. A BBC review of the historical evidence involved includes details of arbitrary killings, torture, the use of human shields and the introduction of home demolitions as collective punishment. One such example was perpetrated against the people of al I hope I got that right. In 1938, when machine guns mounted on armored cars opened fire on the Palestinian village before the Royal Ulster Rifles arrived with flaming torches and burned homes to the ground. Okay, so the British did all this. Again, like we know they did a whole bunch of atrocities, but... It's, I guess, are we going to really just, are we satisfied with just a symbolic apology like this? Okay. Villagers were rounded up while troops later herded men onto a bus and forced them to drive over a landmine, which blew up, killing everyone on board, so that they could say, you know, they drove over a landmine. Britain's raid on this village was part of a declared policy by the local commander of punitive action against entire Palestinian villages. This one after a roadside bomb had killed four British soldiers, regardless of any evidence over who was responsible. In a statement, the UK Ministry of Defense said it was aware of historical allegations against armed forces personnel during the period and any evidence provided would be reviewed thoroughly. Britain's control of Palestine began during World War I when its forces drove out the Ottoman Turkish troops. World War I is really where just everything started to completely change in the entire world. In 1917, Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour pledged to the Zionist movement to establish a Jewish national home in Palestine. Why don't you take a portion of England since you love them so much? The UK allowed levels of Jewish immigration and land acquisition to rise fueling growing tensions with palestinian and arabs that frequently broke out into violence britain's three decades long presence saw a series of chaotic policy reversals as troops struggled to contain growing violence both between palestinians and jews and at different times by armed groups from both sides against uk forces a palestinian insurgency known as the arab rebellion broke out from 1936 and london flooded the country with troops okay so that is the segment the next segment of the news okay so you basically the jews wanted a country and by the way the division started did not start as a sort of messianic or religious it's just like a place where we could live and one of the original places was actually new mexico Another place was Arizona. They talked about this. They talked about another place being South America, where would be a safe haven for Jews to live. And then uh, the British basically um, uh, threw them or decided to use Palestine for that. So, all right, let's now go to the next item. Talk to me. Is your mic on? No, it's
1: on. So it's not necessarily uh,
0: umanus, but yeah.
1: you know, I was just in my class and my teacher was saying something like uh, Putin is threatening to use nukes wow. on Ukraine.
0: Wow, wow, that's insane.
1: Yeah. So, what's your take on that?
0: Putin threatening to use nukes on the Ukraine. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, my always question is: if you use a nuke on your neighbor, wouldn't the nuclear fallout come to you though? The rule that it's you're never one way on nukes right like if there's nukes there's going to be nukes back you're saying but who would nuke russia
1: we're on ukraine's side right now
0: yeah but would the us you think the us would ever dare to to nuke russia
1: i don't know about any of this stuff but what's your take
0: on this whole nuke thing well my whole take on it is that i felt that the us is using the ukraine they're using the ukraine they could stop this war very quickly by saying, "All right, Ukraine, you know, you're not, you're not in NATO or something like that. We'll, we'll not put you in NATO," uh, but they're using the Ukraine to drain Russia completely. That's that's the view that I'm. That I think.
1: Okay, uh, so someone brought that up this point because it was mentioned in my class that they're tac- tactical nuclear weapons, so it's not the big one. Oh, it's but not it's the big nuclear thing. weapons. Weapons of the nuclear category.
0: Okay, and but this stuff is really just gonna... It, it hurts far more people with the chemical uh, fallout. So...
1: Tactical weapons are a fraction of the firepower that can be mounted on guided missiles.
0: I got you. Okay. I got you.
1: Anything... Uh, have any ulama ever made like, connections to the end of times and uh, nuclear stuff? that's what it seems like at well
0: it seems that the Malham Al-Kubra which is the great war is nuclear like how could you kill that many people in that in, in one war without using something massive like you have to use something massive so Malham Al-Kubra may be a, a nuclear uh, war on the, that, that falls on the Arabs like the Arab countries because that's that, that region that whole region now it seems that the the news that we read always has to just be bad news related to the Ummah. like there's nothing like oh the Ummah we conquered a new territory no we made an invention we discovered something great no it's never like that it's never news like that it's always some kind of uh, negative news and here we are but we're reading the news here we go hate crime Muslims are most targeted group in England and Wales. Let's not forget that we are moving and we've migrated to lands of people who traveled halfway across the world to colonize you. They don't love you, okay? So I'm sort of wondering, right, uh, about this. But nonetheless, I'm sort of conflicted because I don't like whining. I don't like whiners, right? I'm sort of conflicted on it. But then again, you can't keep tolerating these hate crimes if you have a government that you pay taxes to that should be stopping these things, but I just the the, the vibe bothers me a little bit. Well, let's read the story. There were nearly three thousand five hundred hate crimes perpetrated against Muslims in England and Wales last year, according to new Home Office statistics. Three thousand four hundred fifty nine attacks against Muslims were reported by March twenty twenty two. All right. The next most targeted group was Jews with 1,919 hate crimes perpetrated against them. So Muslims have more hate crimes against them than Jews. Well, let's see if, if uh, some group says that that's an anti-Semitic statistic. Christians were targeted 700 times only. There were also 300 attacks against Sikhs. Probably a lot of the guys attacking Sikhs thought they were attacking Muslims or vice versa. And a lot of people don't know the difference. There were 160 attacks against Hindus and 36 against Buddhists. But how, are, I, I, I would wonder, are they actually, you, you attack a brown guy. Are you attacking, like a lot of these guys, I don't know. Is this a guy a Sikh, Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist? They don't know. It's just a brown guy to them. So I'm wondering how they got their statistics. Hate crime is defined as any criminal offense, which is perceived, uh, perceived by the victim or any other person, to be motivated by hostility or prejudice. So the victim decides that it's a hate crime. That's not, I don't agree with that, right? (laughs) I totally don't agree with that. There are a lot of people who may have, you know, something bad happens, the fight happens between two people for a reason totally separate to their race or ethnicity. And then they use the quick thing. Oh, okay, let's file it as a hate crime. Like you gotta be really explicit. It's gotta be like against a house of worship or against someone who is, they said, hey, Get that turban off your head. Get that hijab off your head. Like, it it can't just be the perception of the victim. Um, uh, There are five centrally monitored strands of hate crime, race or ethnicity, religion or belief, sexual orientation, disability, and transgender identity. Who would do a hate crime against someone who's disabled? That's like low. As in previous years... The majority of hate crimes were racially motivated, accounting for over two thirds of such offenses. There were a hundred and nine thousand such offenses. Seventy were racially motivated. I think racially motivated is probably the most objective one, right? Then again, if it's also just perception, you don't know. Like maybe that per- they actually just had a, a, like a whole separate issue. These types of hate crime. Hate crimes, these types of hate crime, okay, I'm thinking about the grammar of that. These types of hate crime, these types of hate crimes, anyway, increased by 19% between March 2021 and March 2022. Meanwhile, there were 8,730 religious hate crimes, which increased by 37%. This was the highest number of religious hate crimes recorded since the recording began in 2012. There were 26,000 sexual orientation hate crimes, 14,000 disability hate crimes. I I don't understand that one. 14,000 times people committed a crime against someone. Like what kind of crime though? Like robbing someone who's disabled? Is that a hate crime? Or like hurting someone disabled? I don't know. Sexual orientation hate crimes increased by 41%. Disability hate crimes increased by 43 Maybe they're, they're just getting better at statistics. Like everything's increasing this much. Transgender identity hate crimes increased by 56%. I'm surprised it increased by 1,000% because, or 100% because there were, this category of people didn't exist in 2012, right? Over half of the hate crimes recorded by the police were for public order offenses. That means drunk guys doing stupidity, basically, in the streets of England, which they're drunk by 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. I've been there. I live there for three and a half years. All right, 41% for violent crimes against individuals and five. Listen, I don't buy this whole thing. I'm not accepting the whole thing. The idea that it's a hate crime because you perceived it as a hate crime. And by the way, this stuff is fashionable. Right. What's that guy? He faked it that uh, the 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 producer he produced a show. He was like had an up and coming career. Right. And he faked a hate crime in Chicago. He said, I'm walking in Chicago at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. And guys in MAGA hats came and beat me up and they recognized who I am. Like Who, would, who the heck would know who you are? Jussie Smollett. Who the heck knows who you are? Right. You're not some big Hollywood actor. He's a producer of some sort. So you're going to tell me guys are walking around the South side of Chicago with MAGA hats at two in the morning and immediately the chief of police, right? Is he the actor? Is he the producer? I have no idea, right? Uh, The chief of police said, this is nonsense. There's, we never have people walking around in MAGA hats in South side uh, of Chicago. I'm not a fan of these MAGA people, but uh, the chief of police to me that this is, this is a lie, right? And they got camera footage, and they found there was nothing there. And he uh, he went and he paid off two guys to rough him up a little bit, okay? And he actually, there's footage or emails or whatever where he said, rough me up, but don't hit my face, right? Because I got to go on TV, right? Oh, are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me. Okay. S- it's fashionable to say, I, I, was, I was targeted by a hate crime. Well, I you, it's fashionable. It's total narcissism, right? And the narcissism today is not to be great. Like in the old days, it would, let's say in the, in, the, in the time of the Great Depression, it was don't show that you're poor. The narcissism was like never show anyone that you're in need or you're poor, right? Like always show that you have a lot. That was it back in the day. Today, it's that you're a victim. I hate victimitis. Which, unfortunately, the real victims sort of get lost in that, and people get a, may, may feel that they're not being... No, real victims, I think real victims would have real evidence, right? Yes, there are a lot of vic- crimes where victims don't have evidence, right? But I'm an objective guy. How do I know you're a victim if I don't have evidence, right? I may believe you, but I can't say the other guy's guilty, Right? I hate victimitis because it's a terrible mentality. You have lost the moment you take on that mentality. And it's, it's, it's fashionable. That's all it is right now. Right? It used to be in the in the, in the olden days, a shame. You're, you, you, you got beaten up. I mean, what's wrong with you? Why are you weak? You would never say that in front of girls. Oh, I got beaten up. You're, you're weak, right? You're not worthy. So people hid that stuff. Went out like Muhammad Ali and all these karate kid, get stronger, learn how to fight, and then come back and fight back, right? Not wear it like a badge. And as one psychologist said, truly traumatized people hate talking about their trauma. They can't, a truly traumatized thing, like you can't bring it up. They'll start crying. They'll run away. They don't ever want to talk about it. Now you get, guy gets traumatized. 24 hours later, he's all over the internet, making the rounds, getting famous. And the word is just so overused. So is the word iconic. Every other thing is iconic. It takes like 20 years for something to truly be iconic. Maybe 50 years that we see that, wow, this really impacted society. Today, a picture, two years late. Before they post it, it's iconic, right? It is uncertain to the extent to which the increase seen this year continue the pattern of improvement in police recording. Thank you. Didn't I just say that? They're just getting better at recording statistics. And people are... Are getting more bold and saying and, and they want to be counted as someone who is victim of a hate crime okay you know how much money i could make on launch good if i went and i desecrated and i ruined our house out here and destroyed it right and put all sorts of terrible graffiti on it I hate muslims blah 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 hey next next round of fundraising i know what the cost of the outside of the house is right i know the cost That's the cost of our marketing. Spray paint, break some windows. Muslims, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. I go to Launch Good, I shoot a video. We're going to have $300,000 by the end of the week. Yeah, Uh, that's it. Look, everyone, we got hate crimes. Help us, blah, blah, blah. Rebuild the center. I'll have have so much attention, right? And what's the cost? The cost of the stucco. That's all it's going to cost me. A can of spray paint. And I know how much it costs to stucco the wall unbelievable the rise seen in the latest year may also be affected to lower levels of crimes recorded during covid yeah so during covid people weren't recording crimes as much all right trends may also differ okay trends he's telling you trends are the result it's a trend right to associate this stuff okay, with a hate crime. Rahana, could you get me a tissue, please? Right? It's a, so, so even the article, whoever, I don't know if this is five pillars or is this AP, it's five pillars. They even admitted it, right? That statistics weren't kept that well. Statistics are kept very well now. And it's a trend. Everyone wants to go around trying to find a way, okay, where we can get a hate crime. Next article of news in the affairs of the Ummah, Wednesdays. Employers can ban religious clothing, says European Court. I tell new people, why are you surprised? I said it a million times. They traveled over land, sea, mountain, and desert to kill your grandfathers that's what their grandpas did you think like this these feelings left people's hearts no it transmitted in their households okay they don't like you why are we living there terrible terrible situation european top europe's europe's top court has given the green light to employers within the eu to ban hijab or niqab if they wish i have a question for you okay and my question is what is the how does it work in the EU so the EU can make like what if i own a shop in england who am i under england's law or the EU's law i'm a bit confused by this all right the european court of justice ruled yesterday that employers who ban religious clothing are not guilty of discrimination as long as they apply the ban to all workers. The judgment is likely to send shockwaves among Muslim communities across the EU who live in nations such as France, Germany, and Belgium, which are bound by the court. According to the ECJ, the internal rule of an undertaking prohibiting the visible wearing of religious, philosophical, or spiritual signs. Wait a second, so that's banned, but yet everyone captain in soccer has to wear a... Uh, a, a rainbow band supporting the guy who wants to put penises in anuses that you got to, that you have to support right well we know the, their agenda anyway why should we be surprised the internal rule of an undertaking prohibiting the visible wearing of religious philosophical or spiritual science does not constitute direct discrimination if it's applied to everyone the ruling follows a dispute that has been ongoing since 2018 between lf who is a Belgian Muslim woman who wears hijab and a company called SCRL which manages social manages social housing when applying for an internship at the company LF indicated that she would not remove her hijab okay per the company's policy of neutrality she was then not considered for the internship a few weeks later she renewed the request offering to wear another type of head covering That request was refused on the grounds that no type of head covering was permitted, be it a cap, a hat, or a headscarf. Subsequently, LF reported a case of discrimination to the independent public body to combat discrimination in Belgium. Oh, Belgium's terrible. They're just like France. Before bringing an action before Brussels Labor Court. She argued that she was discriminated against on the grounds of religious beliefs. And accused this company, SCRL, of having infringed the provisions of the B- Belgian general anti-discrimination law. All right, this man-made law differs against this man-made law. They'll just change whatever they want. Yesterday's ruling further stated, The court observes that a pre- provision of an undertaking's terms of employment, which prohibit workers from manifesting through words, through clothing, or in any other way, their religious or philosophical beliefs, whatever those beliefs may be, does not constitute with regard to workers who intend to exercise their freedom of religion and conscience through the visible wearing of a sign or an item of clothing with religious connotations, direct discrimination on the grounds of religious belief for the purpose of EU law, provided that the provision is applied in a general and undifferentiated way. Okay, Indeed, Since every person may have a religion or religious philosophical or spiritual belief, such a rule, provided that it is applied in a general and undifferentiated way, does not establish a difference in treatment based on a criterion that is inextricably linked to religion or to those beliefs. So, Hannah, answer this call. I don't know. Just answer, see who it is. Go over there and answer. Cross in front of the camera next time, why don't you? It ended? Okay. Good. Cross in front of the camera again, why not? Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Um, by the way, we fixed the Google problem, the YouTube problem. Today. Yeah, is better for us. But today in the mail, I saw the, uh, the pin code and I put it in. So you see here that religious items are um, banned. Whereas the uh, sexual identity, isn't that a philosophy? That's not a philosophy or a belief, right? Interesting. Qatar's World Cup. This next item in the news. Qatar's World Cup. LGBTQ fans can display affection and drink alcohol in fan zones. هذه العرب أشد كفرا ونفاقا وأجدر لا يعلم حدود ما qatar's World cup chief has said that gay fans you'll be able to kiss hug show all affection during the world's cup rainbow flags will be allowed to be swung everywhere and alcohol is available to everyone nasir huh
1: it's crazy because they're specifying that
0: they're like like going out of their way okay noor saran got it right is not liberal ideas. Are these not philosoph- philosophies too? There's no such thing as neutral. Everyone's got a belief of some sort or other. Nasr al-Khatr told Sky News that Qatar is not prepared to change laws on Qomilut, but insisted nobody will be discriminated against during the tournament and that they can hold hands. Qomilut, bikum. That's what he said, essentially. Yeah, Qomilut, by the way, it's not so far away where Komalut was It's not so far You could probably Take a two hour flight there Three hour flight Qatar cross the peninsula It's three hours All we ask is Be respectful of the culture Culture At the end of the day As long as you don't do anything That harms other people If you're not destroying Public property As long as you're behaving In a way that's not harmful Then everybody's welcome And you have nothing to worry about So that's the secular usul That he's adopted Secular usul Where As long as you don't harm another person Okay uh, That's the um, uh, No we're not talking about Nasir Qatami The Quran reciter We're talking about Nasir al Khatr. He's the Head of the World Cup Committee In Qatar al Khatr said You can display Qomalut flags Put the rainbow flags up He said It's a FIFA matter Whether approval is given For Harry Kane To wear multicolored, one-love armbands that highlight discrimination or not? Okay. It's a FIFA matter, he says. From what I understand, there are discussions taking place about the different political messages that are going to be. This is a sporting tournament that people want to come to and enjoy. Turning into a platform for political statements, I don't think is right for the sport. Same-sex sexual activity is prohibited under the Penal Code 2004 which criminalizes sodomy and sexual intercourse between people of the same sex. These provisions carry a maximum penalty of seven years imprisonment. That's it. Where are the belts? Both men and women are criminalized under this law. Qatar has also opened up more areas for the sale of alcohol, including outside stadiums and in fan zones, rather than it remaining restricted in the hotel bars. Al-Khattar said, there are plans in place for people to sober up if they've been drinking excessively. How are you going to do that? What? What kind of nonsensical statement is that? It's a place to make sure that they keep themselves safe. They're not harmful to anybody or anyone else. So... Qatari law stipulates that it is an offense to drink alcohol or to be drunk in public. Drinking in a public place could result in prison. Six months or a fine of 3,000 Qatari rials. Alcohol is available only at licensed hotel restaurants and bars, and expatriates living in Qatar can obtain alcohol on a permit system. Ya khaibin Completely khaybin. That have... You're completely secular. Next item of news. This is an opinion piece. So let's actually take the one more item of news before we go to the opinion piece. Okay. Last item of news. Switzerland plans on a ban. uh, Plans on a fine. 900 pounds. 900 pounds. If you are seen wearing niqab. Hold on a second. Two years ago, you are mandating a mask. Right now, it's lawful to wear a hood. Anyone could wear a hood anywhere in the world. So if I wear a hood and wear a mask for COVID, do I get the fine or not? If a sister goes around, she wears her hood up and she pulls the strings of the hood and she wears a mask for COVID. Do you get the fine or not? Yes or no? Okay. The draft law was sent to Parliament by the Swiss government and includes several exemptions including suggesting waiving the ban on aircraft in diplomatic premises and places of worship of course places of worship you're not going to go in mosques now and start looking where are you wearing a niqab sister get up from that sujood so i could see if you're wearing niqab also under the draft law masks deemed necessary to protect oneself while exercising fundamental rights to expression and assembly would be allowed there's too many exceptions to this law as is in a statement, the cabinet said, the ban on covering faces aims to ensure public safety and order. Punishment is not the priority. We were all wearing masks two years ago. Last year, voters in Switzerland narrowly backed a proposal to ban full face coverings in public places. Despite the presence of hardly any niqabis in the country, the ban was pushed by Sw- the Swiss People's Party. Jean-Luc Adore argued the ban. His was great-grandfather was one of the crusaders, of course argued the ban would promote equality between men and women and would help fight against Islamic radicalism. The Islamic Central Council of Switzerland said the vote proved that Islamophobia had increased in Switzerland since the ban on minarets in 2009. It also vowed to pay any fines for those who chose to wear the niqab in the name of religious freedom. In a statement last year, it said, today's decision opens up old wounds, further expands the principle of legal inequality, and sends a clear signal of exclusion to the Muslim minority. The result comes as no surprise, as credibly and competently as the Federal Council conducted the referendum campaign, it neglected the phenomenon of radicalizing Islamophobia in society. Since twenty fifteen, it has been content to increasingly combat radicalization tendencies among Muslims without taking interdependent character of taking the interdependent character of Islamophobic radicalization into account. Numerous studies and journalistic products have long since proven that among French ISIS sympathizers in particular, the feeling of discrimination, among other things in the wake of ban had contributed to their radicalization. In Switzerland too, the ban will hardly contribute to weaken radicalization tendencies, be it in Muslim milieus or on the part of right-wing nationalists. On the contrary, it is to be expected that the renewed success will give strength to the Um, Some committee Edgar Kingan committee Which launched the anti-burqa initiative The committee's executive board Has already announced further attacks On the Muslim minority And its free exercise of religion Okay There's a guy named Raja Raja Raj Who comments on every Five pillars article Joanna S women who undergo chemotherapy choose to wear head covering. Does the rule apply to them too? Right? Oh, uh, when they go for plastic surgery, they come in and out with a burqa. You know that? That's a thing. Women who want to not be known. Celebrities, right? Who want to not be known. Tom Brady's wife, Giselle Bundchen, when she wanted to not be seen by the paparazzi leaving plastic surgery op- uh, uh, joint, she put on a burqa, covered her face. So just tell me something. I put on my hood and I wear a mask for COVID. I'm, and I start coughing. I see a police officer, I cough. Oh, I got, sorry, I got COVID. I got another disease. Burqa or not? Niqab or not? All right, this article by Gawsiya Shokut. Gawsiya Shokut. It says, Muslim women who wear hijab are the flag bearers of Islam. They hear the command of their Lord and they obey. There is no commandment that is more visible than the hijab and exclusive to Muslims. This is what she's saying. Why? Because a lot of people have beards. It's not really a thing. A beard is not a thing. Even the turban. You got Sikhs who wear turbans. now. They ripped off our culture because, you know, the Sikhs are derived from the Sufis. Mixed with Hinduism It's Sufism mixed with Hinduism That's what it is That's what Sikhism That's how it got its origin Okay And so The turban not a big deal Alright What else There's nothing really that Would force a Muslim to stand out His name being Muhammad But your name is not written on your, na- on your face Right So Recently she says The media has been awash With anti-hijab images Or rather, the visible part of hijab, the headscarf. This once universal symbol of faith, of chastity and modesty, is today being identified with oppressive regimes that go against its very purpose, which is to protect and bring honor to the women who wear it. Attacking the hijab has become a tool for those who wish to oppress and control others under the guise of liberation. When a woman wears hijab, her faith becomes visible, it is this visibility that society refuses to accept despite the conviction of the woman of the woman wearing it. Many believe the problem lies only with governments. Stopped up. Only with governments or let's redo this. Many believe the problem lies only with governments or men policing what women should wear. But the reality is only scratching that reality is only scratching the surface. The real war here is not with the headscarf in its physical form but rather with what it symbolizes. Okay? This is from when we say that Allah is متكبر, that Allah is ظاهر. That means he makes belief in him apparent. It can never be hidden. Belief in Allah Ta'ala becomes apparent. That's one of the meanings of al-dhaahir. Okay, A woman has the strength to cover herself in submission to her Lord alone. So this is an attempt to remove the honor of a woman who refuses to bow to man's law instead and instead submits to her creator because the believing woman who submits to the will of her lord will never submit to anyone else islam provides the framework which men women and society must adhere to in order to live in harmony and part of this framework is for women to adopt hijab when in public or in the presence of unrelated males specifically men they would be able to marry quran says tell believing women to reduce their gaze and guard their private parts and not expose their adornments except that which necessarily appears which the prophet then explained to be the face and the hands, and to wrap and to bring their head to bring their head coverings over their chest so the head covering was assumed the arabs already used to wear head coverings it's assumed and then bring it over the chest okay because then they used to throw the head covering in the back Well, the Quran says, bring it over the chest. And not expose their adornment except to their husbands, their fathers, their husbands' fathers, their sons, their husbands' sons, their brothers, their brothers' sons, their sisters' sons, their women, that which their right hand possess, or the male attendants that have no physical desire, or children who are not aware of private aspects of women, and let them not stamp their feet to make known that they, of what they conceal of adornment, Uh, In other words, have like bracelets and jingles that attract attention and turn to Allah, all of you, O believers, that you may succeed. That's the end of the verse. This provides women safety from being objectified and sends a clear message that she is a believing woman who puts her Lord before anything and anyone else. Selective Outrage What Islam doesn't allow is for regimes to govern according to the whimsical conventions of clerics in place of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. This is what leads to oppression and deprivation of people's rights. It is understandable, then, that people are angry at the oppressive actions of the reigning government, but this does not warrant an attack on something that is, in fact, mandated in Islam. So it is perplexing to me that some Muslim women choose to redirect their anger and outrage to a symbol of the very faith they claim to be part of. This act of defiance against the Islamic obligation of hijab partly shifts accountability from the perpetrators to anyone who upholds the commandments of Islam all over the world. Believing women do not burn hijabs. By doing this, they burn the bridges that will lead them to the submission of desires in place of their Lord. Okay, let me read that again. Believing women do not burn hijabs. By doing this, they burn the bridges that will lead them to the submission of desires in place of their Lord. Ironically, the act of burning hijabs is defiance of a law that polices how women dress, has instead propelled the very same policing for women who wish to wear hijab with the Islamophobic state of France as a forerunner. The so-called solidarity of French women cutting their hair Uh, only shines a light on their hypocrisy and selective outrage, the hypocrisy of calling for women's rights to remove the headscarf, but not the right to wear it. The selective outrage at the Iranian government policing how women dress, all the while ignoring their own government, doing the same to those who wish to cover. As imperfect as we are, those of us who wear our hijabs whilst facing scrutiny and judgment almost everywhere we go, do so as flag bearers of our perfect faith we wear our hijab with honor out of obedience and love for our lord we we hear the command of our lord and we obey this is there is no other path we would choose there is no other way we would live okay so very powerfully written well said Statement there from, her name was uh, Rosia Sayyid, I believe. And um, makes sense that you're all for them not wearing it, but not for wearing it. And that's the hypocrisy of it. Okay. The last thing, I'm not going to read it today, it's a bit too long. And it's pretty much old news too. It was about Adnan Sayyid. Which I think that it should never be treated as old news. The man spent thirty years in jail. Subhanallah, he spent thirty years in jail. Does a bald woman have to wear a hijab? Uh, yes, they will still cover their head because it did not say cover your hair. It just said um, cover your head. Likewise, a bald person will will still shave run the run the blade over his head during hajj the man spent 23 years in jail had nan say it but we'll read that another time because it's 2:30 now and we'll take a couple questions We'll go to instagram and then we'll go to youtube all right rye what do you got
1: is it a bit to say jamaul mubarak
0: it's okay to say Jum'ah The, the Salafis got
1: everyone thinking this like
0: everything is a bid'ah.
1: Did the Salaf do this? Did the Salaf did the Salaf sneeze? Yeah, is the sneezing Allah. a bid'ah?
0: Here's the thing with them: they they never imagined that the Salaf faced certain issues that were not faced later, or sorry, they did not face certain issues that were faced later. So the question is not: Did the Salaf do it? No. What would the Salaf have done in that situation? That's why we have usul. What would the salaf have done in this situation? That's the question. Well, that it's not going to go from their time to our time. We have a whole chain. We have a whole cascading of centuries where the scholars, they they answered that question by the issues that came in their time that didn't exist in the salaf's time. Just the idea of naming the correct understanding of Islam as Ahl-Sunnah. Right? The Prophet so I said, I never did this. Yeah. Prophet never did that. The Sahaba did this. Okay? The, the Sahaba uh, came up with that concept. So the Sahaba also are not allowed to innovate. Right? It's not like innovation is allowed for the first three generations and then no one can innovate after that. The Sahaba themselves were not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to innovate. So when they did innovate, they innovated for a need compiling the quran establishing tarawiyah naming the correct understanding of the faith as ahl sunnah giving it that name all sorts of other things here's a question a divorcee sister wants to know whether she needs to send her respects to her ex-husband's sister who lost her husband they're still cousins it is expected for her to do that yes SR says, to see Western women famously immodest by Islamic standards cutting their hair in protest is both opposite and a mockery. Nobody says, Akhi, they are eating there after their birth and placenta medium rare. Something is off with these people. Yes, this is actually true. That You know, placenta is now being eaten. Placenta filled with nutrients. So, something is wrong with these people. <laughs> All right. Huh? It's don't know what to call stuff anymore. Omi um, MJ says, "Are Islamic schools better while compromising on education standards?" It's not about better. I think it's actually follow the fatwa of the uh, scholars of Mauritania and France uh, of, of Mauritania and Morocco. They forbid submitting your kid to a non-Muslim school. They forbid it. You you cannot submit your child. To the education of someone who explicitly says things, believes the opposite of what you believe. You're not allowed to do that. You can bring a tutor under your watch, things like that. But um, to submit them to a, bi- a building, a school, whether they call it a school, call it other way, whatever it is, to be under their care for that long and for that amount of time and for education on top of that, right? They forbade it as a fatwa. They forbade it, so it's not even about which is better. But my thing is that you can always hire tutors, right, to help out. 0792 Is it permissible to listen to music for meditation purposes? The background music is specific hurts Some of them helped me meditate. Is this allowed? It just goes back to the to to if you can de- detect instrumentation, especially the string, then it would be in the category of forbidden. But if it is something like um, it sounds like a voice or it sounds like just a percussion then there's more there's permissibility to that and a lot of these i know what he's talking about that you some of them have instruments have string instrument others of them it just sounds like a, con, a collection of people humming right and that that should be acceptable Meghan Markle championing the Iranian women protests, but like, what about supporting Muslim women who want to wear it? So these types of people are, um, they clearly have an agenda and we're living, we're going against the grain of the entire world. That's the reality of things. Naveed Akhtar, am I allowed to make my morning adhkar while I walk? Yes. You can, can. but you're not going to have the same reward as the one who prays in one spot and he sits until the sunrise. So you won't have that reward, but you will have the reward of doing the adhkar. <laughs> Could you explain 434 of the Qur'an? They are standing over women. They are the maintainers of women. قوام. He is always standing. He's always doing the protection and the providing. That's the ruling of that. بما فضل الله Because Allah preferred, he he gave him, the man, something that he didn't give a woman. Strength, power, ability, right? Uh, Aggression, testosterone. That's why he's qawwam over al-nisa. He is the provider of his wife. And then the ayat of al-darb means that you may physically lay your hands on her to to end an act of, let's say, uh, indecency that's being done. Self-harm, drugs, zina, then you could forcibly stop that. Uh, and as for darb, it's forbidden to strike somebody, a strike that will hurt them. Right? Well, that will that will leave a mark. Okay. So the the those that type of striking. If it's the issue of striking, then that level of striking, that is forbidden across the board. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had never done that. But to physically remove somebody place your hands upon them and stop them from doing something that is like a gross sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's permitted to do do that for his kids for uh, whoever is in his household okay how do Fahnafi justifying drinking Nabiv made from dates or barley in non-intoxicating amounts the Ahnaf they only hold that Khamr the khamr that is najis is date or wine, alcohol. Uh, sorry, date or grape, wine. That's najis. Everything else is halal as long as you don't get drunk. It's not najis, it's tahir. So wheat, barley, put a little bit in there. You can drink as much as you want from it if it ferments as long as you don't get drunk from it. Namely that, that's what nabid is. And nabid is a middle... See, something fermenting doesn't go from Like a bunch of wheat and water To beer right There's a middle category That middle where You feel pretty good But you're not drunk That's what they permitted But by fatwa it became forbidden Because it's too slippery of a slope Okay, It's too slippery Of a slope uh, Muhammad says where to ask questions You can ask them right here Ishaq says, if I say salawats in my heart, do I get the same reward as if I say it with my tongue? No. You get reward, but not the same reward. You get benefit of that, but not, not the same benefit as if you said it with your tongue. Where should someone go in visiting Mecca and Medina? There are places, that there are tours that you can take. And the tours of Medina, the first one to do the tours of Medina was Abdullah bin Umar. To show people the Prophet prayed here, the Prophet did this, the Prophet did that, the Prophet went here, Prophet went there. And today's there are tour guides, and we have a brother that I just met. He's passing through. He's gonna live here for a year or so. And he uh, he has and his family, they do this and his friends, and they have the Senate. They literally have it written down. A full senate. Okay. A full senate. Back to Abdullah bin Umar. The tours of Medina. You have to talk. Yeah. You have to talk. She's not She's not answering because you're not talking. Say hello. Uh, how to answer phone 101. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go to all those places. Subhanallah. Yeah, we need that. And, and by the way, uh, if you go to Medina, you want to try to be there on Wednesday to go to Masjid Al Fatih between Dhuhr and Asr. Anytime between Dhuhr and Asr, you'll be at Masjid Al Fatih. And for Thursday night, you always want to be around either make tawaf or make umrah. Thursday night, which is the Laylat Al Jummah, the night before Friday. So what you want to do is rest up Thursday, take even if you take a nap. Thursday a long nap Then Maghrib Pray Maghrib Eat Rest up Pray Isha Then After Isha About maybe Three hours before Fajr Comes in You go down Either for Tawaf or for Umrah And you do it And you spend that period of time From that time until Fajr Until Ishraq. Then you go home, you sleep, you come down for Jummah. I did it the first time by accident, right? Didn't know a lot of these things. You learn over time. The sir of the night before Friday. So I was actually sick all of Wednesday. And and by Thursday around 2 a.m., I just felt great, right? Thursday night now, 2 a.m., which is now Friday 2 a.m. I felt great right i ate food right and i went down to the haram i have so full with energy to tow off it was one of the best experience you'll ever have so that's what you really want to do you want to make sure your trip in medina is you're there on wednesday and the next day you leave and you're in mecca for Laylatul juma which is thursday night chief latif when you're praying in the madiki school where do you look you look straight Looking down is permitted too, but looking straight is the sunnah. What's the best way, says Muhammad, to remove shaitan effects from body? If this is an effect such as sihr, then I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know anything about that. Is spanking children haram? No. It's not haram. What's, what's haram is al-mubarrih. That, that which leaves a mark. That which leaves a mark. Westerners are going to have a reaction. No worries. You, you could take your opinion somewhere else. You don't know how to raise kids. Westerners, especially most, most middle-class Americans, you do not know how to raise kids. You should watch us. We know how to raise kids. Our kids respect us. Your kids call you Frank and call you Joe. What the heck? right? your community. It's, no, it's no. right? It's <laughs> oh my God, see? <laughs> <laughs> SubhanAllah. Um, unreal stuff that they do is unreal okay if i say salawat in my heart do i get the same reward we answered this what is the ruling on cheese meat used from rennet you can eat it can a muslim learn lucid dreaming and do of god for reward i'm not familiar what that that means lucid dreaming meditation of some sorts Oh, but is that something you could learn? I don't know. You could control what you do in your dreams.
1: Someone also told me if you lay on your back in your bed in the dark and you just keep preventing yourself from falling asleep, eventually you'll just like enter into a dream. You'll state. be in the middle, huh? Yeah.
0: Okay, we call that a nuas in Arabic. It's called nu'as mm. which, uh, or asina. Right Where you're You're literally Between wake and sleep mm. I mean Is that what you're doing With her time But if you're really Into that stuff um, There is there, I don't think There's no reward Or benefit or value In, in doing that type of thing But the Athkar Will have the benefit So Chini Baba, Do you sell books In person Or only online We have some books At Safinapress.com Really that's Urdu? Yes. okay did not know that I, I did not I did not know that um well, if you're the sugar daddy, you can probably pay pay up a little spend them a lot of money on books uh but uh dot com is where you can you, get our books, usually the drafts of our books until we really take over this um, Safina press and take it somewhere you know, where we're really proud of. But right now you can get the drafts of our books there, safinapress.com. Hamza Azizi, when are you doing Umrah and can we join? Unfortunately, it's packed up. I I didn't want to take a risk on the first ever time that we do the Umrah solely by ourselves and have 70 people and two buses, so we're only doing one bus. SN says, how do you deal with the fear of losing a parent? Be thankful for the parent and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will strengthen you who was it weird muhammad says if one is affected with jinn no go to another live stream for that i don't know how to do that stuff i do not get involved with the jinn alhamdulillah ask uh, come to nbic and ask uh, we have a person who does that here has it already been discussed about women going to umrah and hajj without a mahram it's allowed does sadaqah remove calamity hardships? Yes it does In a big way Sadaqah is the thing that you um, The first thing that you go to When there is hardship and calamity is You go to sadaqah Let's go to Instagram What dhikr would you recommend To have your prayers accepted? Salah on the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Without a doubt about that It's not even a doubt Not even a shadow of a doubt and the messenger sallallahu wasallam qadr al said one of the first things that you will get out of it the first benefits like the immediate benefits is that your du'a will be answered nobody says what do you say about ashkenazi jews we know from hadith that moses looked nothing like them what is their claim to al-quds I really don't have an educated answer to that. Um, although some people have said that they were like Romanian gypsies that took on this Jewish identity. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, Ask Asra Rashid Rashidi knows everything about this subject. Joanna S. says, can someone travel without a mahram? A woman can only travel without a mahram for a necessity. Otherwise she should have a mahram with her. Only on the issue of necessity. Can she travel without a mahram? Chini Baba is acceptable to marry Shia who don't disrespect the Sahaba. Well, then they wouldn't be Shia. The, their doctrine requires them to believe that the Sahaba, certain Sahaba, went astray. And it would be forbidden to keep suhba, let alone marry, with a fasiq. dino palavra says you can learn lucid dreaming it's just it's incredibly simple just completely useless he says faradino says can we fast with the additional benefit of staying fit well i said this the other day that when you fast the shara'i fast the fast of the sharia that intention for there make it only for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the fast for physical fitness you can do any other fast for that And you have nothing to lose because you don't need to make intention to lose weight, right? If you don't eat, you will lose weight. So if you want to lose weight, if you do a shara'i fast, you'll lose weight, right? But to get a reward with Allah requires intention. So one doesn't need intention. You're going to get the benefits either way, right? You're going to get the benefits of losing weight if you don't have food, if you purposely leave off food, or if you fast. So you don't need to make an intention to lose weight. So leave off that intention If you do a shara'i fast Do it only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And then if you want to lose weight Then you can do your other types of fasts Alright Ummi MJ says How can I cut off non-religious friends without hurting them If If they're not good influences on you anymore And they're like a bad influence on you And you need to stay away from them You have to try to find a way By doing it slowly Okay You do it slowly You don't want to shock someone, then they may take a terrible view of of Islam. Okay? So you want to do it slowly. Sarah he says, Zaydi Shia are respectful of the Sahaba. Then ask them to say, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Okay? Afdalu, right? Ashabi Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَالسَّيِّدَ عَائِشَةٌ أُمُّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ Anha Asked them to say that. I don't curse the Sahaba is just a cover. Okay? Because what they mean by that is I personally do not say bad things about the Sahaba. But he believes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has cursed the Sahaba. That's what, That otherwise you would not be a Shi'i. Okay? It's impossible. Their, their doctrine is you have to be against everyone who is against Ali. So in any instance where someone differed with Sayyidina Ali in a in a seemingly confrontational way or a bad way, they have to be against them. Otherwise, you're not Shi'as. Is
1: it bid'ah mufassiqah for with the to say Abu Bakr or the Al-Hurran is not the uh, best? It's sa- not a
0: bid'ah mufassiqah. Uh, if you if someone says no, they, what's not bid'ah mufassiqah? Someone say I don't say any Sahabis better than anyone else, right? Or even to say, I believe Ali was the greatest of Sahaba. That's a bit a Khafifa. it's misguided. You went against the ijma, right? It's not the Sunni position, but you are still of Ahl-Sunnah if you say that. You're just misguided and mubtadi on that point, and not to be taken from anything that you say about the subject, because you went against al, uh, the ijma, which has many hadiths to support it. Like one hadith says, the sun has not risen on a person better than Abu Bakr after the prophets. Sophia says, where are the millions of Muslims living in France or Belgium? Where are they supposed to go? But what's the alternative? All right, here's a good question. You don't have to worry about the alternatives if you're a French Muslim. You don't have to worry about the millions. You have to worry about you, right? In a situation like that, you don't have to worry about everyone else. You have to worry about yourself, okay? And Allah says, where should I go? okay. Not where should I go as in there's nowhere to go. I've ever put a defeatist mentality already. You'll find a place. How did you get there in the first place, right? You made hijrah to a country. Most of them did. Now they're second generation, okay? But either you or your parents, they found a way to use their feet, buy an airplane ticket, and get on the plane and make hijrah. It's not that hard. If they did it, you should be able to do it. And if you are from the immigrants, you already did it once. You should be able to do it again. If you have the will, there's a way. Caitlin says, how to deal with parents who instill despair in you through constant worrying talk. You got to put your mentally close that out and you have to repeat to yourself the opposite talk. Mustafa says, should I take wudu after ghusl al-janaba? The wudu consists of the ghusl with men having one condition. After the limbs of wudu, you do not touch your private part again with the inside or the side of your hand, because that would nullify your wudu. Solely soul, is it permissible to give one adhan for Jummah? Yes, it is. Can we pray the sunnah of Jummah after the khutbah starts? No, you shouldn't. We don't pray after the adhan after the khutbah starts. What's the question, Ryan?
1: Question, very important Islamic discussion. I know the scholars have commented much on this. How to remove a dead raccoon that's been stuck in your furnace for 11 days.
0: Very funny. Sheikh Habib says... Yeah? <laughs>
1: what do you say, Sheikh Habib? Just light the furnace on fire. <laughs> oh my God, he's dead.
0: Is a dead... Uh, are the kids out of school or what? Asking these questions.
1: Oh, they're probably in
0: school writing these questions yeah I don't know.
1: It's I don't know. issue yeah. in the masjid right now it's a masjid issue oh
0: it's in it's in the masjid. well i mean you could burn it it's going to make a smell for about half hour just yeah. pull it out yeah. or pull it it's out like, our, like our, why why is that an issue our squirrel go get uh, a chimney sweeper to do it for you
1: You can just hire people no
0: yeah hire a chimney sweeper to go in. he's got a tool Do we say that Mujassima are Muslims? A tajsim is a bid'a mukaffirah. Explicit Tajsim. Explicit Tajsim. Yeah. Is there Mawlid MBS every Thursday? Yes. After Aisha. Yeah, and it's a short dhikr that we do. So on the prophet? There's every Friday. If you got youth, if you're a high school youth in this area, New Brunswick, North Brunswick, come to the Masjid every Friday, six o'clock from now on, Youth Night, high school boys. The girls, well, we have to do do um, Saturday for the girls, and we need people to lead that. All right. Qasim says, could you remember to post the du'a from yesterday? Allahumma raddini bi qada'ik Yes uh, We had a video for that Right Oh no it was Someone a post could
1: just, They can look up on Google Is the grass greener On the other side Or something like that? Safina Society Okay And it'll be there That's what they look up
0: Good um, Question about Hamza Yusuf what, About his invitations I have no knowledge I have no, You're asking the wrong person I have no clue uh, Where he wants to give talks to Where he if he goes to these conferences I think he doesn't want to anymore um, I don't think anyone would not invite him He's still a, a draw A lot of people respect him And, and want to hear what he has to say But he, I think he himself doesn't uh, have interest anymore What does the name Farid al-Din means? The unique person of the religion So unique in a good way I hope New Brunswick, North Brunswick, East Brunswick, South Brunswick I guess New Brunswick then would be West Brunswick, right? Technically. Or New Brunswick is in the center, and then east, north, south. What's, what's west of New Brunswick? Biscataway? We, yeah, we need a West Brunswick to, to even it out. It's complicated and confusing to say how it got stuck in the furnace. You're asking the wrong guy. Is ithbat without tajseem acceptable? You're not saying anything when you do that. Essentially, you're just saying it. It is what it is. Is it okay to euthanize a pet when there's overcrowding in shelters? there shouldn't be any harm in that although there could be better solutions but there shouldn't be any harm in that sinfulness i mean by that like if it's if it's if it's becoming like their society cannot handle this anymore there're too many foxes too many cats then either you send them out into the countryside you drive them in a truck and you let them out in the countryside to just live and eat in the woods if you have to euthanize them, I don't. There, there shouldn't be any sinfulness if it's only for the sake that they're like becoming pets, uh, pests. There's just too many of them. A couple more questions, then we go to our dot. And I can't wait to get my glare-free glasses. It's going to be about a month, believe it or not. Can you briefly explain and give examples where it is permissible to change between meth if this if the ruling of a madhhab does not have an outlet for you and it makes life extremely difficult then it is permitted to take another madhhab on that for that will you ever come to atlanta i would love to come to atlanta because it's beautiful it's warm i heard the it's a beautiful beautiful state Okay. Last question San you have to put barakah in your day job Recite Surah Yasin on the way to work Prophet wasallam said That it makes The affairs of the day go smoothly okay. Do you believe that hardships come to life Because of sins Yes they do Sins result in loss of risk. They re- result in loss of patience They re- result in loss of insight they result in loss of barakah. Those things, when you're like that, it's like your windshield is blocked. You're going to now start crashing, bumping into things and you're going to have problems. So, so the purification of sins is really um, like removing all that gunk so you could see clearly and drive clearly. And of course, Allah blesses you. Is getting medical treatment for ADHD compulsory in concentration insula if so in Salah co- if concentration in is compromised? Don't take this wrong, but I don't even believe that it's a disease. Don't take this wrong, please. A lot of people say, though, the ADHD, it's a thing. It's not a thing. I really believe that it's, it's externally created inside of a person, right? Sit still. You cannot tell me that you don't know how to sit still. Right? You can train yourself to sit still. Everybody can train themselves to sit still. Right, I've never seen a person who, who does these fidgets all the time. I have to have a fidget thingy. What am I doing? I have to fidget. Okay, I got to have a little toy. I got to have this. Except that it comes with it, the identity of being having ADHD. And the, the story that I have ADHD. Hey, can I take this out? I have ADHD. And that the idea of having ADHD is something that has been ingrained in them. They believe that they have ADHD. I, I can't sit still. It's a belief, right? I might be wrong, but this is my take on it. Hello, yes. You keep calling? Well, you're calling me, right? You're calling the mestrid? Yeah, because I, we keep getting calls from this number. All right, I'll call you after the live stream, Johnna. i mean you can't I can't keep getting twelve missed calls and, and not pick up at some point you really start to wonder what's going on so I'm really sorry, but uh that's my take on a d h d and um i would i would I, I, I that's the pattern that i've seen so huh oh but they love it right and then and there, there's a convinced, there's a belief. I have ADHD. I have it. Like, it's a belief. Now, again, there may be medical professionals out there who would differ from me. This is not medical advice, just a regular guy's perception of what's going on. The kids believe that they have it. So they're going to act as if they have it, right? If you tell the kid, do an experiment. Let's tell a kid, hey, we need to test you, All right? Put probes on his brain. Put probes, you know, start, go behind a computer, right? Whisper to somebody, whisper to the nurse, okay? Go, open a file, talk. Uh, Okay, step outside and then bring the kid in. Hey, great news. You're completely cured of your ADHD. You are completely cured. You never need these things anymore and you should find yourself easily being able to focus for two hours in a row. Just do it as an experiment and see what happens see what happens let's go to the dhikr inshaAllah yeah m says it's due to technology one thousand percent it's due to sugary foods and technology like one thousand percent that has got to be the source of why people are you know having adhd they can't focus i can't focus right there's too much technology. If I, if I want to, if I have to take these two things right here and this thing and I have to put them in the car far away, I have to be in a whole nother room, right? And sit with a book and force myself to read. Like I cannot read with these things around. No matter what happens, I'm going to reach for it. If adults are like this, then what do you think kids are? Before we go to our thicket, if you want to support this live stream, you go to patreon.com backslash Safina Society. Okay. Go to patreon.com backslash Safina Society and um, hey, right, which? Oh, it's, it's, it's on. Uh, patreon.com backslash Safina Society. You can support this live stream and you should take classes. Today is uh, Sheikh Osama's day. Shafi'i fiqh. Ya Shafi'iyah. Where are you? Ya Shafi'i. Good. Chef A sign up to Arcview.org uh, and and get Arcview Basic and then also his day today for Aqidah Joharat at Toheed. This massive effort to complete Joharat at tawheed in our uh, uh, in ArcView Plus. So you're gonna sign up for Arcview Plus for that one. Okay. All right. لا اله الا الله الملك الحق المبين 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من وما تاخر ويتم مَتَهُ عليك ويهديك سراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجيها وجيها في الدنيا والآخرة ومن المقربين وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتن قريب مبشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كنوا أنصار الله كما قال إسحاق بن مريم للحواريين من أنصار إلى الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم لهما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم وإذا نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمع بأذنين ويبصر بعينين ويمشي برجلين ويبطش بيدين ويتكلم بشفتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف وأحذر من الجن والإنس وأن يحضرون عز جاره وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إله غيره اللهم إني أجعلك في نحور آدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتحيولهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أضفئ نار من أراد بيد عداوة من الجن والإنس يا حافظ يا حفيظ يا كفي يا محيط سبحانك يا رب ما أعظم شأنك وأعز سلطانك تحصنت بالله وبأسماء الله وبآيات الله وملائكة الله وأنبياء الله ورسل الله والصالحين من عباد الله حسنت نفسي بلا إله إلا <سؤال> الله <سؤال> محمد رسول <سؤال> الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم الله محرسني بعينك التي لا تنام وكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام بقدرتك علي فلا أهلك وأنت تقتنا وأنت وانت ثقتنا ورجاؤنا يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا دارك الهالكين يا دارك الهالكين يا دارك الهالكين اكفني شر كل طارق يطرق أو نهار الا طارقا يطرق بخير انك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس أذهب الباس إشفي أنت الشافي وعافي أنت المعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر السقم ولا ألم يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفعني كل تعب شديد واكفني من الحدي والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيس العديد وجعل لي نورا من نورك وعز من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة, وحراسة من حراستك وتأييدا من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب العظام أسألك أن تكفيني من شر كل ذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر وصلى اللَّهُ على سيدنا محمد وآلّه وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فِي والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وباطنا وعلى كل حال يا أرحم الراحمين 2-3 we'll minutes of du'a as جوع dua بين الظهر والآسر عن يوم, ال, يوم الأربعة, Wednesdays between ظهر and asr has in it a sah of ijaba اللهم صل على سيدنا وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب عما يصفون المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين